Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my sports in one app, like the National Women's Soccer League, included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. It's hour two on this Wednesday. Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick show. Interesting night last night. I had two costumes. I was Harry Potter, and then I was an ogre and ran out of candy, and I handed out pictures of me. Well, I told the kids I didn't have candy, so if they wanted to get a picture with me, they could. Uh, welcome to the program. Hour two, Jason Garrett, former Cowboys head coach, now working for NBC Football Night in America, will stop by. Our good buddy Pat Forty from Sports Illustrated covering college football. You had the initial college football rankings that came out last night, and surprise, surprise, Ohio State's the number one team in the country. But we're more interested in Michigan and what's happening with Jim Harbaugh. It's like it's kind of vague, but it feels like it's vaguely serious. But social media is keeping this alive. And as I told you, when this first started, the college football playoff committee does not care about Jim Harbaugh and the so-called Spygate. This will be about the Big Ten and the NCAA, not the college football playoffs. 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at show. Pull question for hour two before we bring in Jason Garrett. Seton? Let me just hit hour one real quickly. Uh, who had the best week so far? Right now it's tied between the 76ers and the 49ers at about 30%, followed closely at 24% by the Raiders. Yeah, I don't know if they had a great week. And I don't know how good this job is. Let me start there with Jason Garrett, former uh, Cowboys head coach. He's on Football Night America, also an analyst for Notre Dame Football. Uh, good morning, Jason. How attractive is that Raiders job to you with that roster they have right now? Well, Dan, there's only 32 of these jobs, so they're attractive. And, um, you, you know, they're certainly going through a little bit of a, a challenging time. And, and anytime you, you have a regime and then you have a new regime and there's there's transition within that, um, it, it, it's more challenging b- because they're turning it over and they've made some of these decisions and now they haven't had a chance to finish. And now a new guy comes in and he, he wants to have a plan. So I think that's part of it. Um, but but I, I, I do think it's a good starting point to have a guy like Devontae Adams. You have a playmaker on the offensive side of the ball. You got Josh Jacobs. You got you got some weapons over there that you certainly can build around, uh, you know, and and. You know, I worked for Nick Saban for a couple of years, and he used to always talk about relative to what. And so as a quarterback, you say, hey, we got Jimmy Garoppolo. And some people say, hey, he's not Josh Allen. He's not Joe Burrow. But relative to what? There are a lot of teams that would like to have Jimmy Garoppolo as their quarterback. And uh, so, you know, I think there are some pieces in place there uh, on the offensive side of the ball. And uh, I think the, the guy who gets a chance to go in there, Hopefully he gets a chance to 
have some impact on, on building the team the way he wants to build it. But there's some cornerstone pieces there that you like. Yeah, and Max Crosby is also there. He almost fits that image of yeah. the old Raiders. Uh, but I just I wonder, Jimmy Garoppolo's not there for the long haul. Devontae Adams' contract is crazy after this year. Josh Jacobs, you have him for a little while. And they have the seventh pick in the draft. Like, is that something that would entice somebody who already has a good job, let's say in college, that they would want to coach the Raiders? Yeah, if they have a desire to coach in the NFL, absolutely. And, and then a, the, the devil's in the details over how much say they have to build their kind of program. And I'm remiss in not mentioning Max Crosby. He's one of my favorite players in football. And, uh, you, you know, I think Dan Campbell uh, is, is a good example up in Detroit. Uh, of a guy who had an opportunity to go in there and they're building the team the way he wants to build it. And so I think any job in the NFL, if you have the opportunity to do that and, and you have a little time to do that, uh, is attractive. And, uh, and and you build it in, in the image that you want. And Max Crosby being a cornerstone piece, uh, I, I think would fit that bill for the Raiders. So, um, you know, you dive in and you go. Um, the obvious challenge is... <laughs> You're in the same division as the Chiefs and all of that, but hell, there's there are 32 of them, and uh, you know it's a heck of an opportunity for somebody. How involved is the coach at the trade deadline? I think it depends on the building. How involved you know, were you? Certainly involved in the discussions. Um, you know, I, I thought the communication that we had when we were at our best in Dallas was really good. You know, leading up to the draft, leading up to free agency, and then certainly throughout the trade deadline. Uh, you know, we traded for Amari Cooper one year, and that wasn't right up against the trade deadline, but it was, um, you know, we needed a player at that position. And we had we had extensive discussions about who that player was, and eventually he became available, and he made a huge difference on our team. Have you ever said, I don't, I don't want to trade for that guy? Certainly, yes. And you have healthy discussions. I don't want to sign that guy. I don't want to trade for that guy. I don't want to draft that guy. But, uh, you know, it's a collaborative effort. Uh, the personnel people in, in the really good organizations are really good at what they do. So it's it's the job of the head coach to constantly provide the vision for the football team. And then if you have good communication, you say, does this decision fit that vision? And And, and the teams that are aligned that way, on a consistent basis and acquiring players are the ones that play at the end of the year. Talking to Jason Garrett, Football Night in America, studio analyst, also an analyst for Notre Dame football. Help me understand what Dabo Sweeney was railing against a caller on his radio show. Like, um, did, is, is he, I thought it was maybe a bigger picture where it's like the manager who tells the umpire, throw me out because I want my team to get fired up. You got Notre Dame coming to town, and it almost felt like you know, stop, uh, you know, pressing me to be what I once was or whatever. Um, but he also wants to fire up his team against Notre Dame. They're underdogs at home against Notre Dame. Yeah, I think that's probably a pretty good take on it. Um, you know, he he he's been so good. If you look at what that program has done, I mean, he's been so good for such a long time. Uh, and not only winning games and going to the championship game and all of that, but, you know, developing, <clears throat> developing players. Uh, you know, I love Dabo. I'm a huge fan. We had a chance to do the Notre Dame Clemson game last year and, uh, just, just getting a, 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 a more intimate glimpse of that program. I'm so, I'm so impressed. And, you know, there's obvious frustration there when you have so much success for a long time and then they're not what they were. This year, I'm sure he's feeling some of that, but you know, I think people need to step back and see what he's done, and 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 not only the wins, but the impact he's had. And you know, it, there's a good story about Dabo. You know, when you're a head coach in the NFL leading up to the draft, you call all your guys in college football and say, "Hey, tell me about your guys." And and for years, conversations with Nick Saban or other guys, they've had so many players, and so you you try to figure out the evaluation. I worked for Nick for two years. I understood how he talked about players and um, he loves certain guys. It's, it's one line, just take the guy, you know, if, <laughs> if he has trouble, if he has trouble with guys, he kind of beats around the bush a little bit and says, Hey, if you have a good structure in place, 
if you have a really good structure in place, this guy can be successful for you. Who was you the know? guy that he just said, just take him? Oh, there's so many guys that, you know, Jonathan Allen. I remember Jonathan Allen. Just take the guy. He's going to play for, <laughs> you know, and he's right. I mean, it was just such an easy evaluation. But, you know, when you talk to Dabo, you, you have to decipher the guys because every guy is great. Oh. Every guy is incredible. Yeah. Every guy, you know, and, and then you, you could figure out the system to say, okay, this guy's really better than this guy, and, and you work your way through it. <laughs> but but I, I bring that up to say that he's had such a positive impact on so many people on football. He has such great enthusiasm. So to see him frustrated like this, I get it. I, I hope he gets his old spirit back because it's, it's a really good thing for all of us. If you ran the Jets, do you want Aaron Rodgers back this season? To me, it's a health. It's just simply a health issue. Well, let's say he's healthy. He's cleared. Let's say there's two or three games left. Got a chance for the playoffs. Absolutely. Okay. This guy's one of the greatest ones that ever walked. You know, and and to give him a chance to to play, is he the same player that he was ten years ago? I don't know about that, but he's one of the best players in football. And if you could get him back, and and he is truly healthy, but you're risking you next season. What's that? You're risking next season, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and to me, that's the question. You know, some guys get the competitive spirit going and said, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna beat the timeline. I got an ACL, but I'm gonna come back in eight months. I'm gonna come back and 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 I have a healthy respect for injuries and, and making sure that um, you give guys plenty of time. And that comes from experience of maybe allowing a guy to come back earlier than he should have. And because we're all competitive, we all want the guy out there, and he's showing you in practice. So, so I would be a little concerned about rushing this because just the nature of that injury. But the, if the question is, is he completely healthy? Yeah, absolutely, you want him to play. Yeah, but I'm trying to understand Deshaun Watson when he's medically cleared, and then they say that he didn't want to play. Like, how does that happen that you're medically cleared, but then he doesn't play? Well, every injury situation is unique in and of itself. And, and as a head coach, it, it's one of the hardest things you have to manage. And, 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 you know, I think without speaking specifically about him, because I'm not in the conversations, when you have a little issue like that, you really got to get to the bottom of it and, and figure out the why of that. And, and it takes constant conversation. And, you know, some guys have a little bit of a track mentality in that they need everything to be perfect. Some some guys are mutters. Hey, I'm fine. They tape it up, spit on it. Let's get going. We can. I can go play. And so again, I'm not speaking specifically to Deshaun, but that's that's a, a that's a spectrum that you get on. And you say, okay, can he play without everything being perfect? You know. And and so you got to work through those, and they're challenging. Uh, they really are. Ultimately, it's a collaborative effort. It's players' input along with doctors and trainers. And uh, and as a head coach, you just try to manage it as best you can. All right. You need to make a choice here on your quarterback. Sunday night, Bengals-Bills. You're the head coach. You're starting with Josh Allen or Joe Burrow. <laughs> you always ask me these questions. Yes, I do. Belichick or Brady, all of this. <laughs> <laughs> <I mean, laughs> who, who are you taking? Josh Allen, Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow goes to San Francisco and doesn't throw an incomplete pass. He's phenomenal. And you're asking me this question. Um, uh, I love them both, obviously. Who doesn't? They're, they're both great, and they're going to be great players for the next 10 years. They have chances to be Hall of Famers, all of that. Um, I love Josh Allen. I don't like him. I love him. I love him. Uh, I love his competitive spirit. You know, someone once told me that it, it took 13 people to get secretaried in the gates before he won by 33 lengths. You know, Josh Allen reminds me of that. He reminds me of this incredible player that you just have to constantly make sure we get him in the gates and let him go. Um, so when he, they do he that, is running he's just, late. He's running less, but is he running smarter? Yeah, and to me, it's 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 it, the, the secretary analogy is not necessarily his running. It's just his, you know, I'm going to go make the play. I'm going to put the city of Buffalo on my shoulders, and I'm going to go do it. And, and and experience tells me that over a 17 game season in the NFL, that doesn't work. 
So when they're at their best, it's collaborative. Everybody's, there's a piece of it. He's certainly the focal point. And so if he does that on a consistent basis and l- continues to learn how to do that and they build the team that way, I love him to death. I th- I, his competitive spirit is rare for me, but the other guy's off the charts. I mean, Joe Cool is something else. I think you answered it. I did. I, but, but by a nose, I'd take Josh Allen. Okay. Back again to Secretariat where you didn't, <laughs> you didn't have to worry about winning by a nose. Hey, great to talk to you. Have fun on Sunday. Bills, Bengals on NBC and Peacock. That'll start at uh, 7 Eastern Football Night in America. Thank you, Jason. Thanks, Dan. Always enjoy it. All right. Uh, you got to put him on the hot seat every time he comes on, right? You just you don't let him know what hot seat, what seat is going to be warm there. All right, 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address, dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. Autograph calendars almost sold out. Pre-order. You can go to danpatrick.com. Stat of the day brought to you by Panini America. Speaking of Josh Allen, here is Tom Brady giving advice to Josh Allen. I think sometimes he gets used and he wants to run it because he knows he can gain yards. There's a lot of confidence in it. But the only problem is, from my standpoint, you're putting yourself in harm's way. And when you put yourself in harm's way, it doesn't take much for someone to land on you, you know, to, to set you back. And I would love to see Josh save those from very special moments and special occasions to run the ball rather than to run the ball uh, six minutes into the game on a, on a second and six, you know, and, and not that he shouldn't run, but when he does run, slide and make sure no one hits you because I don't want to see him ever you know, get hurt. And I want to see him out there playing every week because he's such a he's such a dud. I don't know if you can change, though. It's like Cam Newton. When we watched him, we're like, man, when he's great, he is. there's nobody like him. And then all of a sudden, you start to take those hits. And then eventually, he's out of the league at an early age, 32-33. Yeah, Paul. In 2022, Josh Allen attempted eight rushes per game. This year, he's down to 4.5 rushing attempts per game. That's down almost 50%. Um, the hits are different, but he's never run for less than six times a game in his career. So this is by far the lowest of his career. But the there's no sliding going on. I think that he's second on the all-time list with rushing touchdowns for a quarterback. I think Cam has 75. And I think Josh has 45? Josh has 43. 43. And in you know half, of, not even half of a career. Yeah. What if he ends up with 80, 80 rushing touchdowns? By the way, Josh Allen did respond to Tom Brady, and he had this to say. I'm not saying that he's wrong, but <laughs> you could get hurt in the pocket just as much as you can outside the pocket. That's the only caveat that I have for that. you got to go win a football game, and sometimes it calls upon me doing something, uh, putting my body on the line for my teammates because how much I do love my teammates and how much – you know, I see them working their tails off too, so I gotta, I gotta give them everything that I have when I'm on the football field, and that's where the flip for me is so hard to turn off, is because I, I just care so much about winning football games that sometimes it, it does, you know, cost the risk to be a little bit higher than, than maybe even the reward. Yeah, see, I, I can respect your toughness, but I have to respect your intelligence, where you pick your spots there. And what Brady is saying, second and six in the first quarter, okay, are you going to take on two defenders? Second and six in the fourth quarter, final two minutes, then I understand that. Because you can say, I want to play hard because my teammates are playing hard. They need you to be in the game. So you can't get hurt. If they get hurt, you can still survive. If you get hurt, it's over. And that's the difference here. All right, let me take a break. Should Ohio State be the number one ranked team in the country? And is Michigan, Jim Harbaugh, really in trouble? We'll have that for you coming up next, Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. The original light beer, 1975, Miller Lite. Yeah, the original. Yeah, 1975. Perfect companion for uh, us grill masters across the United States. This past weekend, even Mother's Day, I'm treating myself while I'm treating my wife for Mother's Day. Out there cooking, and I've got my Miller Lite, my friend, right there with me. Miller Lite keeps it simple. Undebatable quality. 
It's you can't debate it. I would try it. I would no, lose. you can't. Taste as great as the barbecue you're making. The beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. It tastes like a beer. Less filling. Only 96 calories. With a Miller Lite in hand, grilling doesn't just taste great. It, it tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered to your door, visit MillerLite.com Patrick. Or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells great beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. By the way, it's uh, Big Ten Saturday night. It'll be Purdue and Michigan on NBC and Peacock. Uh, Peacock. And that's Peacock. Here comes Saturday night. First playoff rankings came out, and surprise, surprise, at least I think a lot of people were surprised. Ohio State at the top of the heap, and Georgia's in there, Michigan's in there. Pat Forty from Sports Illustrated joining us, the uh, senior writer for Sports Illustrated. What's the committee telling us about those rankings? Well, I think they did value Ohio State's big victories over Notre Dame and Penn State. Uh, but the other thing they're telling me, Dan, is that they basically just slotted everybody by how many losses you have. The top five are all undefeated. They're the undefeated ones in the Power Five conferences. The next eight are the eight one-loss teams in Power Five conferences. And then you get to the two-loss teams. So strength of schedule as of now, is less important than how many times you've lost. Give me the one-loss team you think that has the best chance of being in the Final Four. I think Oregon, uh, because I like their chances to win a rematch with Washington or whoever they may face in the Pac-12 championship game. Three-point loss on the road, wild atmosphere, kind of gave the game away. They've looked great since then. They're going to play some real high-quality games here down the stretch, so I think their, their strength of schedule Going to be there, and if they get in with one loss uh, to the to the clubhouse at twelve and one, I think they can make the playoff. What's the knock on Georgia? And maybe it's not a big knock. They are second in the in uh, the country, but first half of the season not formidable, consistently formidable. I think two, two things: they didn't play very many good teams. You know, just not not a good non conference schedule. And then Kentucky was the only ranked team they played. They wiped the field with Kentucky, and now Kentucky doesn't look that good. So there's not that much on the resume yet. And then, yeah, they were not, they kind of slept walked through some of those games early. Uh, but now that the schedule's going to ramp up considerably. They're playing ranked teams the next three weeks in a row Missouri, Mississippi, Tennessee. And then you're looking at an SEC championship game, probably against Alabama, maybe LSU. So they, their strength of schedule will be there. I think if they keep winning, they will pass. Ohio State, but maybe not in the end after Ohio State plays Michigan. We'll see what happens there. Give me the uh, team that is undefeated that will be the first to have a loss of those undefeated. I think keep an eye on Washington there. Good team, had a great season, but they've struggled of late, and the schedule, wow, these next three weeks, uh, really tough. All playing ranked teams, two of the three on the road, and if they play the way, those teams the way they played Arizona State and Stanford, they're going to lose at least once, if not twice, in that section. What's Dabo Sweeney saying in that <laughs> rant that he had on his radio show, whether it's to the fan base, to his players, uh, alumni? Um, I, you're lucky to have me is what he is saying. <laughs> I, mean, I don't think there's any doubt about that, that, that he feels that way. Um, I think he's also... He may not say it out loud, but he wishes it was 1992, you know, where players didn't get paid and there wasn't this crazy transfer portal and yada, yada, yada. 
but that's the way it is, and he hasn't adapted well at all. That's what he's going to have to do. He's going to have to modernize his modernize his program, modernize his approach. But that was very much a you need to appreciate me for what I've done. This is Clemson, and I won two national titles. Let's have a little respect. Can uh, Caleb Williams, how does he play himself back into the Heisman picture? Well, he's got some good opportunities starting this week. I mean, him against Michael Penix is going to be a big-time game. And then they've got, you know, they've still got uh, Oregon State on the schedule. I believe they got UCLA uh, at the end there. He's got some high-profile opportunities. They've just they've got to win the games, and he's got to play great. And to win the games, you're going to have to make your make sure your defense is something other than horrible. Which <laughs> the, the number of points they've given up in their last five games is the most in a five-game stretch in USC history. It's that bad. But I was wondering the start of the season, I knew the defense wasn't going to be good. I didn't know they'd be this bad. But he was always going to have to stay in the game because they needed to score. Therefore, he was going to put up big numbers. I just didn't realize that they're an average team. They have, a you know, obviously a great quarterback but the team seems average yeah i mean defensively they are not good the offensive line uh leaky you know running backs are just kind of pedestrian they've got good receivers and the other thing too with i I feel like watching caleb that he's almost trying to make this spectacular play all the time instead of just making plays and you know you we've all watched quarterbacks long enough tom brady didn't make that many spectacular plays but he made the right play all the time and they won all the time because of it. We're talking to Pat Forty, the senior writer, Sports Illustrated, covering college football. Where are we with the Michigan story? <laughs> it's just that, you know, the daily gift. I mean, what's it going to be uh, under the tree today? And we'll see. But the, the Central Michigan angle now is fascinating. The maybe probably Connor Stallions was on the sideline uh, for the Central Michigan home or away opener at Michigan State. Uh, Jim McElwain, the Central Michigan coach, last night referred to him as the sign-stealing guy. Uh, they haven't admitted that he was there, but it's clear it was him. But is he How in disguise he as well? It's like Bobby Valentine being in the dugout when he got thrown out of a game in disguise. So this yeah. guy, he's got a Central Michigan hat on, and does he have a mustache or glasses? Uh, he's he's got a you know goatee, but he's got he's wearing sunglasses. It was a night game. He's wearing sunglasses. He's got the Central Michigan coaching garb on. How did he know what they were going to wear? Where did he get the bench pass from? You can't tell me. I'm I'm unconvinced that Central Michigan has no idea how this happened. Let's put it that way. But how much trouble is Michigan and Jim Harbaugh in? I, I don't think Michigan. I, I don't think Jim Harbaugh is in trouble yet for this. He's in trouble for the other investigation. Yeah. But, you know, there hasn't been anything tying this to him as of yet. The question from an NCAA standpoint is you start piling up various level one violations and there's a strict liability rule now that that he could get hit for. But that's next year. Like, if you want to go win the national title this year, it's going to be impossible for the NCAA to touch them. I don't think the Big Ten has a whole lot of interest in doing it. Michigan itself certainly doesn't have any interest in penalizing itself at this point. And I think that there's definitely efforts underway to paint this as just, wait, hey, we got a psychopath on the staff who was doing this stuff himself. And that may be the truth. I don't know, but we've got to find that out. But right now it's Connor Stallions on an island in disguise looking, you know, trying to do who knows what. Yeah, but why would you do this? You want acknowledgement from Jim Harbaugh. You want to prove your worth to him. You're trying to be on the coaching staff. You want to be elevated. It doesn't make sense that somebody's going to go rogue, and they're probably going to paint him like he was a rogue employee. Well, he he was given the information to somebody. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. No, I so say, like, that's my question. Did the rest of the Michigan staff have no curiosity at all? about where Connor Steins was getting his sign-stealing information. Like, it's just, hey, good stuff, Connor. Keep it coming. <laughs> or was it, hey, how are you doing this? Where, where are you getting this? Yeah. The other thing, he's pretty proud of himself. He used to be on social media and with his friends and everything, talking about what he was doing as far as, you know, mm. work for Michigan and everything. Do we really think that he wasn't bragging? Like, hey, you know, around the building, look what I got. I, I mean, we don't have the proof of that, but human nature tells me that this guy was probably talking to somebody about, you're not going to believe the stuff I'm coming up with on Ohio State, on Penn State, on Michigan State. Will this affect the quarterback, J.J. McCarthy's Heisman candidacy? 
that it, I don't think is he getting so, an although, unfair advantage? Right, right. I don't think so. But, you know, I mean, the Heisman Trophy has been called like the Nobel Peace Prize of football, you know, where you, you everything has to be virtuous and lovely and, and wonderful. <laughs> and there's a lot of stuff going on around Michigan right now. <laughs> you know, we'll see how they play the rest of the way. But I, I don't anticipate that becoming a voter issue. The uh, last year, the current college playoff format, how's the regular season next year going to be affected? Uh, it's going to be this season on rocket fuel. It's going to be fantastic. At this time, instead of having five unbeatens and you know eight one-loss teams we're looking at, and really probably only like three one-loss teams, we're going to be looking at like 20, 25 teams that are going to still have a chance to get into the playoff. And so I think the excitement level for all the fans is going to be more widespread. There's going to be more speculation, more drama of, hey, you got to win this game to stay in playoff contention. Now, on the other side of it, the top teams will be able to lose a game. There's less at stake in individual games. You're going to be able to lose and still get into the playoff. But I think there's just going to be more excitement for more fan bases nationwide. Yeah, I agree. I remember when this came out and there were some analysts said, this is bad for college football. And I go, no, you got more teams and, and the games in November are going to be meaningful. You know, that and maybe in like your schedule and uh, how you treat that. If you have a loss, when you have a loss, if you have two losses, can you still get in? Uh, could a three loss team get in? I think brings in more fan bases for a longer period of time. And, uh, you know, maybe these bowl games actually mean something. Yeah, no doubt about it. I, I mean, I think that, that there's just going to be a lot of uh, fascination with how this thing unfolds. And, and yeah, fans are going to be, I think, eating up the, you know, the mock brackets and how they look just like they do in college basketball. And so there's just more involvement, more at stake for more teams. And, yeah, people are going to be sweating through all these games in November. You're, instead of, you know, just narrowing your focus – yeah. to a small number. It's going to be a much wider number. And then when we get campus games in those first round of playoffs, I think it's going to be fantastic. The I atmosphere agree. is unbelievable. Great to talk to you, Pat. Thanks for joining us. My pleasure, Dan. Thank you. Pat Forty, Sports Illustrated. Yeah, I think it's wonderful. I think the regular season. You know, I know a lot of people said, oh, the games aren't going to mean as much. I think there's going to be more games that mean more. Yes, you can. It's kind of like, uh, to me, like I equate it to who really cares about winning the pennant when you want to win the World Series? Okay. Right? Is winning the Big Ten now, is that a big deal? Or is it like, well, we can lose the Big Ten. Who cares about that? You want to win the national championship, right? But you want to get to the thing. that See, like what Pat was kind of talking about, right? He was just like, yeah, people are going to be eating up all the rankings and the mock drafts and all the mock stuff or whatever. Like, that's his business. It's going to be great for his business. It's great for our business. There's no doubt about that. But I, I don't know necessarily that... But if you're a fan base and your team is, let's say, 22nd right now, how about Missouri? They're at Georgia this weekend. Now, now that, I mean, that's a really big game for them. They have to win that kind of game. If we had next year's format, then all of a sudden you're like, even if we lose to Georgia, hey, we're still in this. Uh, you know, go down to the 22nd ranked team. They still have a chance here. 23rd. You know, 24th, 25th ranked team. A couple of wins, you move up, now you're in the mix there. Yeah, Paulie? Yeah, I've got the schedule this weekend, and it bears that out. Oklahoma is 9, Oklahoma State's 22. They beat Oklahoma, That they're right back in the thick of things for a late playoff spot. You look at... In next year's format. Right, next year's format. Washington, USC. USC is not really playing for anything anymore. Next year, they'd be playing to get back in it. Um, Oregon State is ranked 16. UCLA is ranked 19. All these games would matter. I think... What is the other game? A uh, and M at Ole Miss. Yeah, yeah. Ole Miss see. Is, but you're you're trading some games that matter for that, but then discounting the ones that didn't matter. Those two losses don't matter now. Well, USC they do. No, they don't. We just said that they're still right in it. I don't know if they would be. They would get in the top twelve. They still have to win the Pac twelve. Yeah, but they're still right in it. And now so those two be, losses didn't matter. It would because then they'd be in the Big Ten and they wouldn't be playing in conference championship. So next year at this time, if they had that record, Ohio State and Michigan are undefeated. So they wouldn't have a chance. This year they might if, if we had 12 teams, but next year in a new conference, probably won't matter. All right, we'll get some phone calls here. Uh, Gary in Santa Maria. Hi, Gary. Hey, how you doing, Dan? Uh, 5'11 and a Husky 230. Husky. 
Hey, I was going to say, uh, when I lived in Michigan, too, the night before Halloween was called Devil's Night. And Fritzy was to the show yesterday what Garoppolo was to the game Monday night. Wow. Wow. It's a little harsh. Yeah. Accurate, but harsh. Yeah. Well, you poo-pooed Halloween. Did you have a good night? I did have a good night. We had a lot of kids coming over. It was, uh, it was actually a lot of fun. Did you yell at anybody? Any older kids? I didn't yell at anybody, but it was a, a kid came walking into the house for some reason, and his older brother said, Billy, we, we don't just walk into people's houses. What are you doing? It was just a cute little moment. This little blonde kid, he must have been six years old. And I opened the door, and I was going to give them the candy. They stick their bags out trick-or-treat. He just came walking into the house, and he's looking around and looking up at the chandelier. It's really warm in here. And his brother, Billy, you don't just walk into people's houses like that. Hmm. Just a cute little moment. Okay. Just wandering around the uh, inside, like my living room. All right, but you did okay. Didn't yell at anybody. Nope. Kit Kats, okay. Three Musketeers, Twixes, Milky Ways. Everybody was happy, and uh, it was some cute costumes. It was great. All right, yeah, I love the kids. Yeah, Paul, you should have taken the kid down, put him like a half Nelson, and teach him you can't walk into strangers' houses. I just I couldn't believe this kid just kind of waltzed in there. But it was funny that his older brother kind of at least knew enough to say you're not supposed to do that. Uh, let's take a break here. We'll uh, get to more phone calls as well. Ian Rappaport will join us in the final hour of the show. We'll talk about the trade deadline. Also, Tom Brady's involvement in the Raiders. When is he going to be a part owner, and how involved is he going to be with the Raiders? We'll have that for you coming up as well. Back after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app, at FSR, or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, we're Cavino and Rich, Fox Sports Radio, every day, 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern. But here's the thing, we never have enough time to get to everything we want to get to. And that's why we have a brand new podcast called Overpromised. You see, we're having so much fun in our two-hour show, we never get to everything. Honestly, because this guy oh, is overpromising things we never have time for. Yeah, you blubber lips. Blaming me. Well, you know what? It's called overpromise. You should be good at it because you've been overpromising women for years. Well, it's a Cavino and Rich after show, and we want you to be a part of it. We're going to be talking sports, of course, but we're also going to talk life and relationships. And if Rich and I are arguing about something or we didn't have enough time, it will continue on our after show called Overpromised. Well, if you don't get enough Cavino and Rich, make sure you check out Overpromise and also uncensored, by the way. So maybe we'll go at it even a little harder. It's going to be the best after-show podcast of all time. There you go. Overpromising. And remember, you could see it on YouTube, but definitely join us. Listen to Overpromised with Cavino and Rich on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Ian, There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I want to thank our friends at Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Dan Patrick Show. Panini America has everything you need. A premier collecting experience with the most sought-after NFL and NBA, FIFA, and WNBA trading cards. If you're looking for rookie sensations, they've got that. How about timeless legends? They've got that. Panini America also breaking new ground on NIL, featuring the biggest names. Caitlin Clark's in there, Angel Reese, J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr., and so many more. If you're into cutting-edge digital collectibles, don't miss Panini's NFT platform at nft.paniniamerica.net. Some of the first opportunities to collect this year's rookie class. Whether you're a collector of physical cards or a digital enthusiast, Panini has you covered. Check out their most popular brands. they got Prism, Select, Donruss, and so many more. And you got Panini Instant Cards celebrating the biggest sports moments on cards right after they happen, such as Draft Night Instance. Visit PaniniAmerica.net or download the Panini Direct app today. Panini America, 
the official trading cards and NFTs of the Dan Patrick Show. Appleport, NFL Network, NFL.com Insider. And you can see him Monday through Friday on the Insiders at 1 Eastern. Also, Dolphins Chiefs airs Sunday at 9.30 a.m. Eastern exclusively on NFL Network. Ian, thanks for joining us. What's the deal that didn't get done yesterday? Hi. Sorry about that. Um, the deal that didn't get done yesterday. Anything close uh, that didn't get done or you thought that there was talk about? Um, I would say there's not a lot that got close that didn't get done because usually what happens is if a team is talking about it when you get to like Monday or Tuesday, usually those teams want to do a deal, right? Um, I was a little surprised Hunter Renfro didn't go to the Saints. I thought there was a chance that might happen. Now, once the Monday deadline at 4 p.m. came up of players' contracts to be adjusted pre-trade, once that happened, then a deal wasn't going to happen. But I think that was one that I thought. Um, you know, I was maybe a little surprised that Denver or Minnesota didn't trade off any of their big pieces. But Denver won and kind of has, like, sneakily looked not bad the last couple of weeks. And then the Vikings are at 500. So I understand why those deals didn't get done. Um, but, I mean, you know, it was another deadline of us talking about some really big names, and then sometimes some other big names were the ones that ended up getting dealt. Uh, help me understand what Mark Davis and why he decided to make this move with his coaching staff. Yeah, I mean, the coaching staff I can sort of understand. Josh McDaniels fired last night around 945, uh, actually I think 1045, Eastern around 7.45 local time than the news announced by the team, 1 a.m. Eastern time. You know, the product was really bad. I mean, for a team that's like kind of talented, the product on the field was really bad. Jimmy Garoppolo played bad. The offense has been bad. I'm using the word bad a lot because it's bad. Um, and I think that for the coaching staff makes sense. So what went into Mark Davis's decision is he's been having meetings over the course of the last week or so, dinners, meetings, et cetera, with some of the key team leaders, Devonta Adams, Josh Jacobs, um, et cetera, and kind of getting an understanding of like the culture of the locker room, helping him inform his decision. Then it ended up, you know, leading Josh McDaniels to get fired. I was a little more surprised that the general manager, Dave Ziegler, got fired. That to me was a little surprising because usually GMs at least get to pick their A head coach. These guys kind of came in together. But, you know, this was the decision that was made, and that's, you know, what Mark Davis went with, which is a clean house and starting over. But did that impede them maybe making any moves, uh, That the fact that you don't have a coach or a GM? No. Now, this all happened, the actual news happened after the deadline yesterday, right? But obviously for Mark Davis, he knew that something may be going on. I would say for about a week or so, those in the building were like, this is bad or something is not right. Okay. So like you knew something was happening, but it seemed to me that the reason they didn't trade, I guess Devonta Adams would have been the big piece. Although people called about Josh Jacobs, they called about Max Crosby. The reason why is that Mark Davis likes the players. And basically his choice was, I want to keep these players and win with these players. We just need a better coach. And I guess general manager to do it. That was kind of the decision that he went through. And that's why it wasn't a fire sale. How attractive is this job? It's a head coaching job in the NFL. Um, there are not a lot of those. Um, it is a roster that has some talent, has some young talent. Definitely need a quarterback. A, well, I shouldn't say definitely. May need a quarterback. Aiden O'Connell is the rookie fourth rounder. He's going to start this week. There's He's pretty impressive. And there are some people that really, really, really like him. If he's the guy, if they find Kirk Cousins, whoever, then this is more attractive, right? Um, but I would say, you know, it's attractive in that there's pieces. I think what you're asking is, does Mark Davis make it more unattractive, right? I mean, is that fair? Yeah. And I would say every owner wants to win very badly. Like, I understand. I think Mark Davis wanted to show more patience. But given with the product they showed on national TV, I understand why he did what he did with the coaching staff. Like, I don't think this is like a rash, non-thinking decision made by Mark Davis. I think it was a well-thought-out decision. What's Brady's involvement with the Raiders? Um, 
if he has any involvement, and I have not heard that he does, then it is essentially as an informal, right? Because he's not an owner. He doesn't have a deal there. He's not able to sort of function on behalf of the team in any set like that. His ownership stake has not been approved and it is not official and it's not happening. Um, I, I never was told by anyone I would trust that Mark Davis is leaning on him. I would be curious what he would have said for one of his favorite coaches being fired, but yeah. I never knew that Brady was consulted on this and I'd never heard that his deal is done anyway. Help me understand what's going on in Washington. Yeah, that one is a little sort of easier to, to grasp. I think for, for Josh Harris and the new owner, um, I think what he has wanted was the ability to have some resources, right? Now, obviously, the commanders had two guys they could have paid. They had Chase Young, they had Montez Sweat. In the end, they decided that instead of paying both, which was never really going to happen, one was probably going to leave in free agency, get what amounts to a compensatory pick now, okay, for Chase Young, that makes sense. And then the Montez Sweat deal was just too good to pass up. Because if you're the commanders, it's not just do I want to keep Montez Sweat, it's do I want to keep him plus $25 million or whatever it ends up being. So. I have no idea whether or not Washington is going to need a quarterback for the future, but I know it's possible. And so basically what they did was say, we are going to say goodbye to two edges who we really like, but who are going to be very expensive. And we're going to get more picks in case we need to use them to go find a quarterback. And the fact that we have to start over from the ground up is okay. And obviously it calls into question, like, are there going to be some other people who are going to be starting over coaching staff personnel? Like there's a lot of questions and I think all those were already there but it just kind of heightens those questions. Ian Rappaport, NFL Network Insider. What are the Bears doing? So, of all the things, this was the one, the Montez Sweat deal was the one that I think was the biggest curiosity. I, my personal opinion, which matters literally zero, um, with all due respect to myself, um, I kind of liked it because what it was, was you put a little deposit in a second round pick and you get a great free agent for the future who will now you will now pay, right? Um, we've seen people do it in the past. Dave Gettleman did it for Leonard Williams. Everybody lost their mind. Turned out to be a great deal. He was a pro bowler for the Giants. That's what the Bears are hoping for. You pay a little bit now, you get Montez Sweat, who might not have signed there in free agency. No would not have signed there in free agency. And you pay him and you just add to a really good roster. It is not for everyone. Some people would rather just take your chance in free agency and have the second rounder. But you know what you are getting. You know that Montez Sweat is a good player. That's why, to me, that pick seems worth it. If the Niners didn't lose three in a row, would they have traded for Chase Young? Uh, the way they lost it, I would say that definitely contributed. You know what I mean? Like the defense really struggling, not having the front end together with the back end and kind of giving up a bunch of points. Now, Joe Burrow's awesome, so like awesome. But some of the other losses, not as much definitely contributed. And I think for the 49ers, like this is what the trade deadline is for, right? You have a team that's really good, who struggled a little bit, who's like, you know what? Instead of being all good, we need one. We need a little infusion of juice. Remember a couple of years ago, the 49ers traded for Emmanuel Sanders and he kind of like gave them that juice for the second half of the season. Like I could kind of see Chase Young being that. Like, it's not like, okay, well, now they have an edge presence opposite Nick Bosa. They're good. It's not like that. It's just sometimes new energy and new talent helps everyone. I think that's what they're hoping for. What's Arizona doing? Uh, they're waiting for Kyler. Um, so the Josh Dobbs deal made sense because he was probably going to be the backup. So you get a little pick for him, lets him go start, totally fine. Um, I think they want to look at, their young quarterback, which they're going to get, uh, Clayton Toon. And that's cool. And you're going to see him this week. And then Kyler either plays a little bit this week, possible, or doesn't and just waits till next week. And at least Arizona gets a look at, do we have a backup quarterback for the future or not? Um, the other thing is, Kyler's been practicing for, it'll be three weeks and then it'll be four weeks before his start. So that's training camp. I think the most important thing for them is, is Kyler at 100% when he plays? And I think that's where he's going to be next week, assuming he starts. Good to talk to you as always. Know you're busy. Thanks for uh, spending some time.
Absolutely, man. Take care. That's Ian Rappaport, NFL Network, NFL.com National Insider. And you can see the Chiefs and the Dolphins. Keep this in mind. Write it down because that's 9.30 a.m. Eastern on Sunday from Frankfurt, Germany. James in Virginia joins us. Hi, James. Oh, thank you for taking my call, brother. Happy Wednesday, DP. Damn that. Salute the commanders, man. Oh, man. Sell, sell, sell. It's just a fire sale in Washington, man. But I got to say, I can't be mad about it. Montez Sweat disappears sometimes in games, and they got a second rounder for him. Chase Young, man, he's like a maverick, man. He's a, he's a beast on the field, but he does his own thing. So, I mean, they weren't going to resign him because they didn't pick up the 50-year option. I think the hardest thing about the Chase Young deal is the year they drafted Chase Young, they passed on Tulane Herbert. Yeah, they had uh, Dwayne um, Haskins in the building, but Herbert and Tua are just A-plus quarterbacks. Speaking of the quarterback, I don't think that they should go after a dumpster dive veteran. I think they either got to stick with Sam Howell because this guy can make the throws if they can protect him, or go for a rookie, if, like uh, right before was saying, trade up, maybe get some picks. But I do think if they, they are going to get rid of the coaching staff, I think that's apparent. The enemy should stay if they keep Howell because the thing with Howell is if you bring in another coordinator – that's three systems in three years, and that's a death sentence for quarterbacks, man. So, oh, man, I can't wait to see what happens. There's still <laughs> ten game, nine games left in the season. So, you know, I'm riding burgundy and gold, and I'll finish with this. It's not a lightning bolt that you had. It's a scar in the form of a lightning bolt for Harry Potter. I definitely say watch the movies, man. Love Harry Potter. Y'all have a great Thank day. Thank you, James. Thank you, James. Doesn't surprise me that he loves Harry Potter. So much energy. I love that guy. Oh. He's always glass uh, half full, you know, looking at the positives of the commanders. Yes, Marvin. Yeah, we got 10 games left. Yeah. That's 10 games to lose, possibly. <laughs> at Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. What makes a Mercedes-Benz EV different? Electric is what gets you there, but Mercedes is what moves you. Like no other automaker can. The vehicle, all electric. The feeling, all Mercedes. The choice is all yours. Learn more at mbusa.com slash EQ. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. 